a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited you guys are here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insights about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with one of my really, really, really good friends, Rahana Olson from Comfort and Cashmere Images, and we're chatting all about how to create authentic vendor relationships in the wedding industry. Rahana has this amazing knack for creating and keeping strong relationships with the vendors in her local market, so I'm so excited she's here as our guest today to share her advice and tips directly with you guys. I know that you're going to love her. So a little bit about Rahana is that she is a wedding photographer based in Minnesota and has been photographing weddings for the last five years. Comfort and Cashmere Images specializes in documenting the couple's unique love story through romantic photographs, capturing unforgettable moments, and treating all of her clients as if they are family. She's absolutely the sweetest, and I know you guys are going to love her and learn a lot of great tips, so get excited. A few things to announce before we begin. I don't know if you've heard the good news, but Tea with Janae officially has an online store. Yay! I'm so excited. Our first ever online course is in there, um, how to start a podcast and share your voice. Uh, several of our e-guides are there, including the Marketing Jumpstart Guide, and we have a couple of free downloads for you guys to grab too while you're there. Visit us at teawithjanae.com and click the link, uh, the shop button in the menu. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. Also, be sure to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Can't wait to see you guys in there. All right, let's get to the show. Grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We have one of my favorite people on the line. Rohana, can you say hi? Hi. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Me too. Well, Rahana and I are really good friends and we met through um, Julie Paisley's um, workshop. Like what was it? What was it called again? I forgot. I think that one was how to have a workshop workshop. Right. Right. (laughs) That's right. It was the beta. So we did how to do a workshop (laughs) workshop and we met um, and we became friends and then, yeah, we're like, we're like, we are like besties. (laughs) And then we finally got to meet in person at hybrid, which was amazing. Yeah. I know, which is so funny because I already felt like I knew you so well that it was like, oh, just a physical exactly, body. <laughs> exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. I know. So I'm so excited to have you on the show and I'm really excited about this topic. But before we dive in and everybody gets to, to hear what you have to say, let's um, tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. I am a wedding photographer and I'm based out of Minnesota, so a little bit more chilly. Um, and I live with my husband. We have a little girl, a feisty little four and a half year old girl. Um, so I built my wedding photography business after my grandparents passed away. They were married for 74 years of marriage and throughout their lifetime together, they didn't have many photographs of the two of them. And it wasn't something of their time either that was popular to do. 
And so after they passed, um, I really cherished my possessions from them. And I have one photograph because they only had five photographs of them together over 74 years of marriage. And I have one little four by six black and white photograph of my grandpa's arm around my grandma. They're sitting in a diner and it was right after they had gotten married. And it really was the drive behind my business. I wanted to be able to capture the emotions of a wedding day of two people and to give them more images so that they have to share with their legacy throughout time. Um, So that was the whole heart behind my business. And I like to tell their story. That's amazing. And how long have you been, uh, how long have you been in business? I've been in business almost five years. It's my five-year birthday coming up. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So it's so funny that you say your grandparents only had five pictures in 74 years. I think my husband and I have like two. (laughs) (laughs) And we're, you know, it's usually my arm and his head and it's so funny. Yeah. But, um, but we need a, a session soon. So what was your first year like? I mean, how did you, it was, you know, really dive it was in? A whirlwind. Um, I knew I was going to start my wedding photography business. So I spent a good two years of learning and while working full time. And then we had our daughter. So I started my business well pregnant with her. Um, so it was a crazy first year. My first full summer was with a She wasn't quite a newborn. I think she was like four to five months old, Um, but I was so grateful. It was crazy. It was busy and I loved it. It was lots of late nights of editing and I wasn't really finding a very good balance, but I loved it. Like it just lit my whole heart on fire. Um, So I'm really grateful for the relationships I built right before I launched my business um, because those really did help get my business off the ground in the first year in a way when I didn't have a lot of money to stick behind advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And that segues right into our topic, which is, you know, creating authentic vendor relationships. Um, I think a lot of wedding photographers or wedding um, vendors, you know, maybe uh, don't understand how important they are or or why we should be working on them. So, you know, maybe you can start off and just explain to our listeners, you know, why are these so important? Well, I believe that having very genuine, authentic vendor relationships are super important, especially as you know, small business owners where it's maybe just us, or maybe we just have a small little team like VAs or assistants, or maybe we do have second shooters. Or if in your industry, you might have um, assistants that show up on wedding days, but it's just us. And so when you create those relationships with fellow um, vendors, you're spending time with these people. You know, when you work your, if you, if you had a nine to five previously before you went out on your own, you know, your fellow employees that you worked with, those are the people that you built a family around for those 40 hours a week. But then on wedding days for us, we're spending, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours with these people. And a lot of times, the more you work with, or when you start working with vendors, you start to work with some of the same people. So it's nice that you can build a relationship with them. So you have camaraderie on the wedding day, but your clients are also going to see that you have relationships. And it's like a synergistic effect that can happen when you have strong relationships. Right. Yeah. And they can also feel, I also feel like when I have a good vendor relationship and I sort of cultivate it after time, you know, the client will want us to all be together. They kind of can see our work consistently and consecutively and be like, oh yeah, who's the florist you like working with again? I love these pictures that you took, or I love this. And I think it's, it's such an invaluable relationship. And that's why they're so important. Exactly. And you, you build it and you can grow your businesses together. 
in a very authentic yeah. and genuine way that's not, you know, like you're trying to get something from these people. Exactly, exactly. So so now that we know that they are important, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how can we begin to create these authentic relationships? Well, I would say I have like a before COVID-19 and kind of like an after COVID-19 kind of segue. So I typically... Something that I've done is I start with social media and I, I try to find, you know, people that I want to work with that might have, you know, similar style or we have commonalities, whether in business or in life. Like I really like finding people that, you know, I have similar values with in my personal life as well. I think that's really important um, when you start building. So going on social media and, you know, finding people that you really like and commenting or liking their posts or interacting genuinely, not just giving like four hearts or saying, Oh my gosh, so pretty, like really trying to find a connection in their work. Um, I've found that in my personal life, I really like food. So I love going to caterers and finding like food images. And then I like, I always like to comment or learn what it's made or what it's different. Um, I think that's really important. And then before COVID, I loved going to networking events. I really love people. I love getting to know people. Um, and getting to know like the whys behind your business and getting to know and figuring out what makes people tick. Like I just, that's something that I really love doing. Um, and one of the best pieces of advice I received early on in my career was to actually not give out business cards. It was like a goal to get, you know, three to four other people's business cards and learn something about their business that like learn something that was interesting about their business that you couldn't find on like their website and then also learn something personal. And then my dad, when I was a kid, always told me to remember people's eye colors and that has stuck with me. Um, and then I'd always send like a follow-up email, you know, within like 48 hours so that it's still relevant. They know who I am and just be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so it was so nice to meet you. I love learning about this aspect of your business. That's really cool. And I'd always try to find something personal. So whether that was like their, favorite sport was soccer and find something to identify and bring that up or something relevant that was to their personal life. So they know that I was actually really listening to what they had to say and getting to know them. Um, it really makes you be an active listener to where you're taking in what they're saying and you're processing it without thinking about what you're going to say next or how does that correlate to you? Um, and a lot of those relationships I've built on social media starting and then taking it off. Um, I'm notorious for sending Instagram video messages and showing my face and just being like, Hey, like, um, actually just recently there is a florist that is a little bit newer and she made this gorgeous ceiling installation. And so I just sent her a video message and I was like, Hey, this is such a beautiful floral installation. I love seeing your work. It's so neat. Like, how are you doing with everything going on? Um, and it was just a video message, but they were able to put a face to the name and it wasn't just a plain old email that you're going to see from other people. Yeah. I love that. That's just, those are great tips. I love being able, I mean, when we can get together again. Yes. When it's um, safe to get together again, try to get together. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, in, where I am in New York City, you know, you can get together, but obviously six feet apart. But, you know, I think once everything has been sort of resolved, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, you can get, you can collect those, um, not collect, <laughs> but try to meet three new people and then get their business cards instead of giving yours out, which I think is, is a really good tip. And trying to remember their eye color. Gosh, I can't even remember my husband's <laughs> eye color. And we're <laughs> together 10 years. So that's, a, that's hard. But, you know, I love it because it makes you concentrate and concentrate on the person that you're talking to and not thinking about what, what you're going to say next instead of just 
ingesting all of that information and like making mental notes and like what you can connect with them on later with. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I, it's one of my favorite things and I tell a lot of people to do it and it's just so fun. And then it gets you focused on everything else, like what they're speaking about. And then you're not getting distracted by what are you going to say next or what's on social media or what's the next notification that came through in my watch. Right. Right. I also think that, um, trying to be more present in the conversation is really helpful because I feel like when I was going to networking events and and meeting people, you know, IRL in real life, you know, I was like, I just want to meet one or two people that I totally gel with or like vibe with and like just create that relationship. And I feel like that served me very well over the years where it can be very intimidating walking into a networking event. Like, I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And then being like, you know what? I don't have to meet every single person. Let me just find one or two that like, I, I get along with. So I feel like b- making it smaller bites is also really yes, helpful. Yes, I love that. And one or two people, that's going to grow so much over time. You know, those one or yeah. two people that maybe you, you focus on, like two people that you really want to get to know in a year, for example, because you want to build these over right. time and that, that, will, that will grow with time. You guys will grow together. Exactly. So what kind of mindset should we have when we're trying to connect to these vendors? You know, it's less about you. It's more about them, right? Yes, the mindset is to give, 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 and to learn about them. You know, find out important things. Why did they start their business? What are some of their favorite parts of running their business? What are some pain points that they might not enjoy? You know, maybe they'll have a pain point that for you is one of your favorite things that you could maybe offer advice or a solution Um, But let that happen naturally. Don't go into it thinking that. Like, let that happen organically on its own. Um, Find out what do they enjoy in their free time. Like, really ask questions um, and then listen. And and I know I touched on that a little bit earlier. But, you know, it's great to ask questions. But I think the best part is is when you feel heard and you see that someone is actively listening to you and engaging and not just interrupting the whole time. Right. I had to learn that too. I'm a big inter. I used to be a big interrupter. Um, and my friend would be like, Janae, you don't let me finish. I'm like, oh gosh, okay. I have to work on that. <laughs> it's a hard one. And then, oh, it totally is. And then being a podcast or a host, it's like, all I do is, you know, I'm like, I tell Mike, I told you, I'm like, look, I'm not going to talk a lot because I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I'm learning that myself um, to really, really focus yeah. on fully letting people finish and not jumping in. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about, you know, what if you start out to reach out to people, to vendors, you've connected with them and it's not going well? Well, I think the first thing to do is look at yourself, right? And and what have you been talking about or maybe why isn't it jiving? Do you think something that you've done maybe comes across disjointed or disingenuous? What does that look like first? And then seeing if you can maybe change your own personal narrative. And then honestly, if it doesn't seem to continue to find a way to jive, then maybe that wasn't the right person. Right. You know, I mean, look yeah. at yourself first and then look at the conversation and how things are going and then, you know, be willing to um, either find a different way to try to connect or, you know, keep that out there, but then not maybe put all the effort into that one. Right. Yeah. So maybe like they're not the, the person for you. Maybe, you know, they have a full network and don't, and don't want to expand it right now. Which exactly. I think sometimes 
Yeah, which can happen because, you know, I think there are planners. I think for wedding photographers, you know, I try we try to make connections with planners, right? Like planners are the people who will hopefully, you know, get us in the door and book, help book us gigs and make connections in other different, different ways. And sometimes planners are like, I already have my five photographers on my list. I don't need any more friends. You know, I don't need, I don't need a bigger list. Exactly. Um, And then other plan. Yeah. And then there are other planners that are like, yeah, let's meet up. Let's get together. So I think it, it really depends on the personality. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And you just have to be able to read that. And no. Yeah. Yeah. Read the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Read the interactions and, and then make a, a wholeheartedly decision around that. So let's see. How would you recommend someone uh, readjust their approach? Like if they were maybe just all online, would you try, you know, getting in person, meeting them in person? Like would you – what would be your suggestions about that? I would try. I mean, say if you've just been emailing back and forth. You know, maybe quick do the quick video on Instagram and just say hi and introduce yourself with put a face to the name or, you know, invite out for a cup of coffee when you have time in your schedule. Or do you have a Calendly link you could send me and we could just schedule like a quick 15 minute touch base, you know, try to move it Mm -hmm. from offline into in person if you can. Um, And I use video a lot for that reason. Um, I like just make a quick video and insert it into an email message. (laughs) just instead of the words um, because that's something that's different that'll stand out Um, and then if that doesn't work then normally I just you know keep keep on trucking in a different direction possibly (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was gonna say it's so interesting to hear that you use video so often because I you know I love Instagram stories and I feel like that's my video use where I make IGTV um, videos for tea with Janae but I don't um I don't know. I tried sending video chats like when they first started and I think I scared people off. So I just don't do that anymore. So I'm, I'm very impressed that you do that. <laughs> it's something that I learned early on. I started doing it when I was getting inquiries from couples for weddings. I would just attach like a quick little high video to show my face. Um, and then I got really good responses from that. So I've just continued that because I know for me, I always like being able to put a face to a name. So, and sometimes people don't like it. Sometimes people don't open it. Um, but for the most part, I've gotten really, really good positive feedback from doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's a good tip. I hope you guys, uh, hope you try it. If you're listening, see what yes, happens. Yes, definitely. <laughs> So let's talk about tips, you know, can you share with our listeners, you know, your top five tips for creating and and really keeping these authentic vendor relationships? I would say to start off finding people that you want to connect with that have similar goals or values that you know that you might be working with pretty often in your business. So people that you're, you have like a commonality within your businesses first and just start with basic connecting on I think social is a really good way to start and not just liking an Instagram, but, you know, co- giving good comments and, and feedback or, you know, responding to stories, really starting to build the conversation online. Um, something that I think is really good, too, is, you know, say there's a photographer that was involved with a ton of different vendors on this amazing style shoot that they put together. Maybe you, <clears throat> excuse me, send an email and just saying like, hey, this is absolutely gorgeous. I love how maybe you photographed the table settings or how the planner pulled this beautiful, cohesive look together or how the florist made a, you know, a ceiling installation. You know, really pick something specific out and talk to that because then they know that you're, you're making an effort. You're looking at all these things. So that's the second step. 
Um, and then the third I would recommend is taking that connection off social media and either into email or doing a quick, you know, FaceTime to say hi, or even moving it in person. Um, if you're able to, and just starting to build that relationship that way. And that's when like in person is when I personally really like to find out about your why behind your business, you know, what your pain points are in your business. What are things that you are excelling and super, super proud of? And what does that look like and listening? And then after that, I say a lot of, you know, checking in after you've started this relationship, don't stop the conversation. I mean, maybe not badger them or email them like a lot, like you don't need to be talking, you know, five, six times a week, but, you know, maybe just checking in and evaluating when is a good time to check in. For example, you know, photographers in the fall, probably not the best time to set up for like a coffee date, you know? So really Mm -hmm. looking at what the industry that you're looking at, like in the wedding industry and what their schedules are. And, and remembering that when you're asking, making that ask to get together and following up. But say a wedding photographer is super busy, send them a note. Be like, hey, how's it going? Are you doing okay through all of this? How, how are you holding up? You know, something quick is great, but asking for like a coffee date or let's Zoom is probably not the best. So really evaluating what's going on in their lives and in their business. Always putting them first. Yeah, I love that. I also think, you know, reading the room um, is really important here where – like, like you said, fall for wedding photographers, maybe not this year, but uh, most years, um, you're really busy and you could just be like, hey, you guys, you know, are you surviving? Like planners are probably just, you know, knee deep into final details. And maybe you could maybe even send them something like thinking of you, hope you're surviving. Here's a little um, drink kit. You guys, you know, maybe uh, celebrate after you're done exactly. with the wedding. I think like, yeah, like a nice touch like that is always goes a lot further than just like, hey, can we get together for coffee? Because I've had a bunch of people on the podcast. And um, if you go back and you guys listen to um, uh, Megan from Weddings for Real and Renee Dallow, like their their advice is like they don't have time to meet everybody via coffee. Nope. So like, that's just not an option. But if you attend the networking events that they attend and you do the charities that they are a part of and you put yourself in the same room with these people, the chances are more likely that you will start to begin to develop a real re- relationship with them because you're just constantly there. Well, and even I know for me, like around the holiday season, I love sending little cards or I'll, Look, like I try to learn different things. Like for example, there's a dress shop owner that I know and I love her dearly and she really likes cool, funky earrings. So like the last three years, I found her like neat different earrings that I just pop over in a little gift bag for the holidays. Little things. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was three tips. You have two more. I have two more. So I would say the continuing the relationship one is huge. Um, Knowing when it's jiving and when it's not. Because if you don't, if you have a relationship where you're not jiving really well with that person, you know, you don't want to keep pushing them. So just knowing when to back off. Right. Yeah. That is a huge one. And then also not just looking at this from, you know, vendors, but still utilizing some of the ways you're touching base with your vendors, even with your clients, because sometimes your clients can become vendors. Right. Right. And I think another good tip here is being reliable and accountable. So if a vendor contacts you for something and you uh, say you're going to do it and you don't do it, you know, 
that's not going to look good in their eyes and they're not going to ask you again or trust you. So I think, you know, delivering on your word consistently with the vendor that you want to continue this relationship with is really going to help you in the long run. Cause I have, I mean, I just got an email this morning from a, a makeup artist that I worked with two years ago and she's like, Hey, remember that wedding? Can you send me those pictures? <laughs> um, I'm going to put it on my website. I'm like, Okay. You know, but like she is, you know, I want to meet her expectations and I want to cultivate that relationship because makeup artists do recommendations as well. You know, so I think, you know, coming from a good place of serving other people and delivering on your word will will help you in the long run as well. I love that. And that's so important because people can tell, like people can truly tell if you're being genuine and you're you're really authentic and you're honest in your interactions and when you're just reaching out for personal gain. Like you could read right through that. Totally. Yeah, I know. Rohana, this has been so amazing. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this. Yeah. So let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. Well, I'm on so my website is comfortandcashmere.com. My Instagram is comfort and cashmere images. That's where I hang out quite a bit. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook as comfort and cashmere images. Perfect. Awesome. So I'm going to list all this information in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up, click on the links and say hi to Rahana. Rahana, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much, Janae. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. Shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner, and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye.